Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the world of wine, the different grape varieties, the different regions, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we look at Romania, an Eastern European country. It may seem an esoteric topic to focus on Romania, because it's not really internationally regarded for its wine. But nevertheless, wine production goes back hundreds of years, and there may even be a tradition of vine growing dating back 6,000 years. And certainly viticulture was introduced to Romania in the 7th century BC by the ancient Greeks, and also the Romans um, came in um, 106 AD, also bringing viticulture with them, so going back thousands of years. And that tradition has continued despite occupation by different uh, countries. Hungary, Turks, Russians and Austrians have occupied the country. Um, But nevertheless, wine production continued under those occupations. And even though um, the 20th century saw communist rule, they were ruled by Ceausescu, who of all the dictators in Eastern Europe was the worst, which is no mean feat. Vine growing and wine production continued. In fact, it accelerated from the 1960s until the 1980s, up to the point that there were 340,000 hectares of vines planted in Romania, which is a a huge amount. And by 1989, when uh, communism fell, there was still 275,000 hectares. Now, there's 180,000 hectares of wine grapes, which is still quite a sizable amount. It makes it the sixth largest European grape-growing country and 13th largest wine-producing country in the world. So significant production, though a lot of it is for domestic consumption only. About 11% of Romanian wine is exported, mostly to neighbouring countries and to Germany. Romania as a country as we know it today uh, came into being in 1861, and then the regions of Transylvania and Banat joined after World War I. By 1884, there were 150,000 hectares of vines planted in Romania, but phylloxera hit and replantings were mainly to hybrids, which dominated production up until the 1980s. And it's only since the fall of communism that hybrids have been uh, pulled up and with the aim of having no hybrids planted in the country at all. Well, during communism, 30% of vineyards were owned by the state and 60% were owned by state-owned co-ops, so obviously a very state-dominated um, industry. And most of the wine was produced by Vinacol, which is state-owned. The 1990s, after communism, saw privatisation, with the 180,000 hectares of land handed back in tiny plots to growers, which resulted in a very fragmented uh, wine culture. Um, We've seen increased investment from the West, and also organisations to help promote Romanian wine, both in the country and outside, with the Wine Exporters and Producers Association, WEPA, established in 2002 by a group of leading wineries. And there's also been lots of reforms in the 2000s, Um, prior to entering the EU in 2007, actually adjusting the laws so that they fitted in with EU regulations that the wines could be exported across uh, the EU. In uh, Romania, white wine accounts for 66% of consumption, so it's a lot of white wine, all the way from dry to sweet and also sparkling, so lots of range of wines made in Romania. So let's look at the geography and the climate of Romania. It's dominated by mountains. The Carpathians in the middle of the country and the Transylvanian Alps, and the average altitude in Romania is 1,000 metres. And then to the south is the Wallachian Plain, uh, to the Danube River and Bulgaria, there's the Pannonian Plain between the hills in the centre of the country and Hungary, and the wine regions are dispersed throughout the country with different conditions. Romania does have the same latitude as France, 
something very ideal for grape growing, though the conditions are quite different because it's a much more continental climate. There's uh, less or not even any influence coming in from ocean or sea. Although the Black Sea does moderate uh, winter temperatures in Dobroger by um, the coast, which is in the southeast of Romania. Temperatures are high in this continental climate, but they're not excessive during the growing season, and rainfall in the harvest is unusual. And so the average uh, July temperature is 23.5 degrees C, and annual rainfall is 540 millimetres. Viticulture in Romania is quite traditional, due to um, expense more than anything. Uh, traditionally, gobelet was the, the uh, training method, but guillot and cordon have been used since the 1950s. Planting density is low. Mechanical harvesting is a novelty, it's too expensive for most uh, producers, who are very small anyway. Yields are low officially, although um, that may vary according to uh, who's making the wine and what they're actually declaring. The bigger wineries are certainly investing in vineyards and introducing uh, VSP training to control quality and cost. Irrigation is permitted, but it's rarely used, again because of expense. And spraying is also costly. A lot of growers can't afford to spray, so powdery and downy mildew and grey rot can be a problem. And then one other issue in Romanian viticulture is that theft of fruit can be a problem. So that obviously will damage the harvest, and it means that some growers will pick early before the grapes are stolen. So there may be an issue with not achieving optimum ripeness because growers are picking too early. Winemaking, again, uh, quite traditional. Uh, the bigger, richer wineries are benefiting from investment with more modern equipment, uh, but traditionally um, equipment was limited, so there'd be a short maceration for reds and also the use of roto-fermenters, which are a very cheap way of fermenting. Traditionally, again, the wine was aged in old Carpathian casks, if, if there was any oak used at all, which would lead to volatile acidity and oxidation problems. Today, there's more new Hungarian oak being used, and also Romanian oak chips and barrels as well. So improvements, improvements in quality due to winemaking and improved um, techniques. Also, bottling facilities are improving, with glass brought in from Bulgaria and Italy. So Romania is definitely an evolving country, Lots of tradition, but also lots of poverty. But Romania is slowly moving in, in line with international trends and quality rising. And certainly Romania has the potential to be kind of a, the new thing, the next big thing, just because the quality of the wine is rising, and also, but also the wines are going to be fairly inexpensive. So there's definitely um, scope for Romania to advance. So what are the wines actually like? What are they made from? So there's a lot of different grape varieties grown in Romania. Some of them indigenous, some of them international and also a lot of hybrids traditionally which are being pulled out. Two most um, common indigenous grapes are both called Fetiasca. So there's Fetiasca alba, of which there are nearly 10,000 hectares, and Fetiasca regala, of which there are nearly 18,000 hectares. And these two grape varieties are related to each other. Fetiasca alba means uh, white Fetiasca, whereas Fetiasca regala means royal Fetiasca. And Fetiasca regala is exclusively Romanian, so it you can only find it in Romania. It's a crossing of Graza and Fetiasca Alba in the 1930s, and it is the most planted grape variety in Romania. These grape varieties produce wines which are peachy and aromatic, almost like Muscat. Acidity can be an issue, and they will be found with varying degrees of residual sugar. There's also a Fetiasca Niagra, which is a black Fetiasca, which uh, does show potential when the wines are made well and the yields are restricted. And interestingly, when these wines are exported to Germany, which is one of the big markets for Romanian wine, 
The wines are translated as Mädchen Traube, which means young girl's grape. Just a little uh, side fact there. Other Romanian varieties include Graza, which literally means fat, and this um, often gets botrytis, and is blended with Tamioza, which is an aromatic grape associated with frankincense. And these blended together for the great sweet wine of Romania, which is Cotnari, uh, which is similar to Tokai but without the oak, and is regarded in the same light as um, Tokai historically. Then there's Buzioaca, which is violet-skinned, so related to Muscat. This has character, quality, peach and honey aromas, and is named after the word for basil. There's Galbena, which is light and crisp. Rosioara, which is pamid in Bulgaria, which is kind of everyday grape. Babiaska for light fruity reds, and then there's the international varieties. So there's um, Riesling Italico, which is Welsh Riesling, nearly um, eight and a half thousand hectares of that planted, in it, and it's often marketed as Riesling, which is incorrect because it's got no relation to Riesling whatsoever. Merlot is the most planted black grape variety with nearly ten thousand hectares and can be good quality. Cabernet Sauvignon, eight and a half thousand hectares, and Romania. Um, is associated with Pinot Noir. It's something that's seen on export markets, but it's not actually that much planted. It arrived in Romania back in 1900 for sparkling wine, although the country is too hot for good bubbles. And then there's also Portuguesa, which is called Oporto, and Blau Frankish, which is Burgund Mare. So Romania has seven distinct regions. There's Transylvania, which is a plateau in the middle of the country, the Pannonian Plain on the Hungarian border, the Moldavian hills on the eastern slopes of the Carpathians, the Montenia region, which is uh, warm and central, and the southern Carpathians. The Oltenia hills to the, the west, and those two regions are often linked together, Montenia and Oltenia. And Banat hills next to the Serbian border, and then the hills of Do- Dobrogea between the Danube and the Black Sea. And then there's also flat, flatter terraces on the Danube River. So let's look at some of those regions. Transylvania is high and central, mostly for white wine with high acidity, uh, 6,000 hectares of vinifera grapes are planted there, and the oldest and most important region within Transylvania is Tarnave, which has subregions of Jidvai, Blai, and also Medias, which is lesser known. Varieties planted here Fetiaska regala and Alba, Welsh Riesling, Muscat Ottenel, and also Neuburger, which is a white Austrian grape, full, full bodied but quite neutral. And also Tramina is well regarded, and these are made in Germanic wine styles with some sparkling wines. And there are other DOC regions within Tarnave which are proposed, Alba Iulia, Alba Ayuid and Lecinta. Alba Iulia vines are on the south-facing hills on the Mures River, where there's warm autumn weather. And Ayud is where um, Romania's historic school of viticulture is located, with a long history of producing fine wines. Just southwest of Tarnave is Sebesh Abol. Uh, southern mountains are lower the temperatures, and the Jordana grape makes high-acid, low-alcohol wine, mainly for sparkling. Then on the border with Hungary, there's Krishana and Maramores, and there's two proposed DOCs within these regions, um, Silvania, which is um, in Maramores, and Minish, which is um, in Krishana. And there's about just over 4,000 hectares of vinifera grapes planted here. And this is the one region which is influenced by um, maritime, uh, by the Adriatic, because it's quite far west. White varieties planted here, Fetiaska Alba, Regala, Welsh Riesling, Muscat Ottenel, Tremina, Ferment, the Hungarian grape, Pinot Gris and Sauvignon Blanc. And then black varieties include Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot and Burgund Mare, so Blau Frankish. Quite a bit of foreign investment here. And the springs are mild on south-southwest facing slopes, 
uh, but break is earlier than the rest of Romania. And these slopes, uh, erosion can be a problem, especially when they're steeper. And then the other side of the country, there's Moldavia, which is on the border with Moldova. So Moldova used to be part of Romania, but became independent after the fall of communism. And this contains Romania's oldest and most famous region, Katnari, which used to be a very famous sweet white wine in the wild, hilly countryside of the northern part of Moldavia. And it once rivaled Tokai, and was fashionable in France up until the end of the 19th century when phylloxera hits Romania. And noble rot um, is important here, uh, appears every three to four years, not every year. And it can be made from any of the four white varieties grown in the region, or a blend of those four. Graza, um, which is that grape which means fat, must be 30% of the blend, and that provides the body and sugar. And this really gets ripe, hence the, word, hence, hence the name fat. And in fact, in 1958, sugar levels reached 520 grams per litre in the grapes. Tamioza uh, provides that frankincense aroma and sugar without losing acidity. Francusa also must be 30% of the blend as well, provides the acidity, though it does suffer from poor fruit set. And then Fetiasca Alba for the aroma. And the wine is made in various styles from dry to semi-sweet. The alcoholic strength must be a minimum of 11%, so just to ensure the ripeness. Aged in wood for no more than a year, and it has to be carefully protected from oxygen, so you don't get that oxidative style. And it'll be golden in colour, though it can get a greenish tinge after many years in the bottle. So within Moldavia as a whole, the, uh, the vineyards are on the south and southwest facing slopes in amphitheatres, which protect the vines from the harsh north winds. And these vines will be planted two to five hundred metres altitude. And it's sunny here, over 2,000 hours of sunshine a year, with annual rainfall of 500 millimetres. We've mentioned um, Karnari, there's also Yazi, which is a DOC, and it's a ma major trading centre between east and west. And this DOC does have subregions, Kapu, Orikani, and Busium, which can be its own DOC. And it's the hills surrounding Yazi. Fetiasca Alba is grown for light, everyday wines, with Fetiasca Regala, Francusa, Velschriesling, Aligote, and Sauvignon Blanc. So there's really a lot of great varieties planted in Romania. You also find Spumanti sparkling wines from Muscat Ottenel, with red wines made from Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Oporto, and Babiasca. Also within Moldavia there's Husi, which is uh, sweet, aromatic, sometimes fortified wines from Buziuaca. Then there's Odebesti, which is one of the largest and old oldest areas dating from Roman times which is on gentle southwest-facing slopes, protected from the north winds by the Carpathians. Soils here are deep and fertile, producing high yields and ordinary table wine from Galbina, which is a great variety sensitive to drought and grey rot, as well as um, wines made from Fetiasca Alba, Welsh Riesling, a grape called Saba, which is a crossing of Welsh Riesling and Tamayoaza, which has grapey aromas and high acidity, and also a local grape, Plavae, the light, wines with high acidity, low alcohol. Also within Moldavia, there's Pansiu, which is north of Odebesti. Winters are colder, stronger winds, more frequent hail. Cotesti, which is south of Odebesti, which is warmer for uh, red wine. Nicaresti, which is east of Pansiu for red wine also, and the great variety Babiasca. Moving away from Moldavia, south to Montenia, which is often linked with Oltenia. So Montenia is directly north of Bucharest, the capital city, whereas Oltenia is to the west. Within Montenia there's a famous region called Dialu Mare, which is historic on the south-facing foothills of the Carpathian mountain range, producing red wines, altitudes of 130 to 600 metres on those foothills, uh, rainfall 640 millimetres, so a bit more than the rest of Romania, and you'll find Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pinot Noir, and also Fetiasca Niagara, 
Ortenia, to the uh, west, into the southern mountains, includes the historic vineyards of Dragasani, which date to Roman times as well. And Plantings Hill would be between two and 500 metres, with 700 millimetres of rain a year, with hail a hazard. And you'll find Velshriesling and also Tamayoaza planted here. Also within Altenia, there's uh, Sam, Sambaresti, which is a small region specialising in Cabernet Sauvignon. Banner Maracine, it's a small DOC, which is basically based around a viticultural research station. Sega Sea, which is receiving new investments and new plantings. Vanjumare for full-bodied reds, which will probably have several sub-regions as it develops. And that's the sunniest and warmest of the southern Carpathian wine regions. And finally, there's Oprizo, which is southwest with Terra Rossa soil, which has the potential to produce Romania's best red wine, with a continental climate with some Mediterranean influence. 2,600 hours of sunshine a year, so very sunny for those red wines and black grapes. And that's a region which has just been replanted. It was scrubbed up in the 1980s, and now it's receiving new investments and new interest. North of Altenia, on the Serbian border, is Banat, which only has one remaining commercial winery. Lots of different grape varieties are planted, and it has a moderate Mediterranean climate, cooler than the rest of Romania, but warmer than Hungary. And then finally there's Dobrogea, which is on the coast of the Black Sea, with over 12,000 hectares of vinifera vines planted, and this receives 300 days of sunshine a year, with very little rainfall, 150 to 200 millimetres of rainfall in the growing season. And this is a warm climate, but it is moderated by the breezes that come from the Black Sea. The most important region within Dobrogea is Murfatla, which has two sub-regions, Medjidia and Chernavoda. And this is for white wine. There's late harvest wines made from Chardonnay. Botrytis is rare, but the sugar can get very high, up to 430 grams per litre. Besides Chardonnay, there's also Pinot Gris, Velshriesling, Muscat Ottenel and Sauvignon Blanc. And then there's also Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon on the north-facing slopes, which get the ripening longer. To the north of Dobrogea is Babadag, which has planted on Lurst soils for red wine. More rainfall here, 450 millimetres. And then there's Sarica Nisulatel, which is the hills overlooking the Danube, which is continental and semi-arid, with an emphasis on white wine from Aligote, uh, the Fetiaska grapes, and Welsh Riesling. And then on the Danube terraces, on the border with, border with Bulgaria, there are table grapes are planted. So Romania, a big country, lots of grape growing, lots of wine history, very difficult 20th century under communism, which obviously held Romania back, not just in wine, but in general. But certainly there's more investment in Romania and potential for good quality wine at reasonable prices. It'll be interesting to see where Romania goes as it has entered the EU and has the potential for expansion. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink. Thank you.